So on today's episode, we have Sharon Feckety. She is the owner of multiple businesses, The Doctor Whisper, 13th Ave Media. Uh, she's also an author. She wrote a book called The Broken Road to Mental Health in Life and Business. Uh, and she's also the host of a couple of podcasts. I think she's, she definitely has more experience podcasting than myself. So I'm sure there's a few tips and tricks I can learn from her when, when we sit down. But I'm super excited. I know she's going to have some some great, valuable uh, content for you guys, great, valuable information. And uh, I think you'll really enjoy the conversation. So So let's get into it. Welcome to another episode of Palm Harbor Local. I'm your host, Florida native and real estate ninja, Donnie Hathaway. You know, I started this podcast because I'm extremely passionate about connecting you with the people and the local businesses that make Palm Harbor so special. Palm Harbor, Florida is a great place to call home. It has everything you could dream of from the food, the outdoors, the lifestyle to the people in the community. Now through this podcast and Instagram, I've been able to make some incredible connections and I want to invite you to come follow me on Instagram. It's at Donnie.Hathaway where I share all the best places to live, work and play in beautiful Palm Harbor. So welcome, Sharon. I appreciate you jumping on the podcast with us today. And uh, I'm excited to kind of learn more um, more about you and your businesses. Um, I think you might be, you're definitely the first guest that has more podcast experience than myself. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, um, so let's jump into it. And so you have the Dr. Whisper. Yes. Um, and that's the, the business you've been in, involved the with the longest, mm-hmm. right? And then 13th Ave Media is one of your newest businesses. Three years old. My three-year-old. The three-year-old. Yeah, I have a three-year-old and an eight-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then your book, too. So we'll, we'll get into yes, that as well. So you, you're, you're busy and, and uh, continue to, to do a lot. So let's start with The Doctor Whisper and kind of just tell us what, what that's all about. Sure. So thank you for having me. You bet. I'm very happy to be on the other side today. <laughs> I, I opened The Doctor Whisper after being in the industry, the medical industry, for a long, long time. So I realized that the one thing that all the doctors that I worked with had in common, and that was that they weren't great in business and they're not supposed to be everybody. So I've, I've heard everything, <laughs> you know, I'm the doctor whisperer. So people tell me all about their experiences with doctors, mm-hmm. but we actually don't want them to be great at business. <laughs> and some are, some are great at business. I have a, a few docs that I've worked with that have actually gotten their MBA in business. Awesome. But their passion is medicine, Mm -hmm. and that's where they thrive, right? So um, they would all want to pick my brain. That was the common commonality throughout all the years. You know, we'll ask Sharon, we'll ask Sharon. I had all these doctor friends, and I thought one day, you know, I'm I'm on to something. I had run um, a big medical organization. I was the director of operations for New York Medical. Okay. So we had, and I was in my 20s, so I had 11 offices and 42 satellite offices. So really wow. and truly like thrown into an incredible opportunity. I had been a previously a project manager in Manhattan for a telecom company, broke my ankle and literally like fell into medical. Wow. I know it's weird, but I never left. Um, because I had this outside perspective of of business that had nothing to do with medicine. Mm-hmm. And my whole career in medicine has been the business side, but I've... I have much respect for the industry, and sure. uh, it needs much improvement. So moving here uh, 17 years ago, and there was no, I used to say there was no such thing as laser spine when I s- 
moved here, but now there's no <laughs> such thing actually as laser spine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but that would have been like an ideal place that I would have wanted to work because it was very modern and okay. um, they spent a lot of time with the architecture and the experience prior to what ultimately happened. Um, most of that usually happens with bad management. Yeah. And I ran a pediatric practice for eight years. When you first moved down When here. I first moved here. Yeah. Because um, there was no such thing, like I said, as laser spine. So I never was going to manage a medical practice. I used to train and hire people to run the practices okay. that we had. Okay. But I thought, well, I've trained them how to do it. I could certainly do it. Yeah. And, um, and I was reminded everywhere I went that I wasn't in New York anymore. And that to take your time, yeah, slow down a little, <laughs> slow bit. down, yeah. and that wasn't really my forte. But um, really, really great experience working in multi-specialty with you know adult medicine, orthopedics, neurologists, the whole gamut, and then coming here and running pediatrics. So there's really no doctor that I haven't worked with. Yeah. So what is it that you like? What is it that you're passionate about? Um, that field and obviously mm -hmm. you just kind of fell into it, but fell in love with it. So yeah. yeah, what, what kept you there? Well, I really do have a great respect for doctors. Yeah. I, I know that because they spend their lives learning about helping others, that's, that's really where that is very aligned with what I want to do with my life. And that's mm -hmm. just to help others, mm -hmm. but I can't save anybody's life. You yeah. see, <laughs> I might be able to help somebody because of personal experience that I've been through, but they they really dedicate their lives. And I've watched them cry behind the doors when a patient was lost and go to yet another funeral and and then learn about malpractice and then get sued when it, they shouldn't have been and mm -hmm. or or the opposite. I know that that there's a lot of bad malpractice cases out there, but uh, I just really watch them struggle running their businesses and and it wasn't it's not fair because they're not taught that right and we don't want them actually to be taught business it but, takes away from the other yes but like yeah. a course would be helpful <laughs> <laughs> something something yeah so um i've never been without a client for that exact yeah, reason yeah which i was thinking about driving here like how grateful i was because of everything that we've been through with this panorama mm -hmm. that like i've yet in my business to be without a client. Yeah. And that's a that's a big deal. For sure. You know, I didn't know that that was going to be the case, but that's the case. There's a need. Yeah. But isn't it almost, you know, I would say, I think like the majority of the business owners, and you know, and I've talked to some of them now being having the podcast for, for a little over half a year, like a lot of them don't have experience getting into business themselves, right? Yeah. It's just kind of, you just jump into it. Like you're just passionate about whatever mm -hmm. it is that you want to start a business in. And then you just trial and error, learn, you read mm -hmm. books, whatever it is. And, you know, it's, um, it's interesting how that works out. Like there's some people that, that, you know, maybe they're in school and they know like, this is what I want to do. I want to open mm -hmm. up a business someday. So I'm going to study it. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe there needs to be some sort of education for just like general business, yes. you know? Yes. Well, one day I'm writing a course right now oh, okay. for medical schools, um, and we'll see, we'll mm -hmm. see what happens. You know, I really feel very strongly about 
somebody never teaching somebody how to do anything if they don't have experience themselves. Mm-hmm. And owning a business is really hard. Yeah, right. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's a doctor's office, a real estate office. It doesn't actually matter. It's really hard. And because we love something doesn't actually mean we should always go ahead and open a business yeah. unless you're going to have help, mm-hmm. right? So reading books are helpful. Listening to podcasts are helpful. All of it is helpful. But the real way to learn how to run a business is to actually open one. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and I, it was my, like, I was not going to open my own business unless I knew how to run other people's businesses. Yeah. So I had already been running businesses for 20 years yeah. in that industry. So I had experience, which was why the doctors hired me. Because I could speak their language without you know, talking right. about radiculopathy or anything right. <laughs> at any length of time. But um, it really, it matters. It matters that you have operational experience. And we learn business when we do business. Mm-hmm. So it's just like this podcast can't help myself. I'm going to talk about how yeah. jumping into a podcast, right? Yeah. Nobody's going to know how to do it until they're doing it. Right. Because we might say that we want to do it. We're going to do it. And then a year might go by. But once we're doing it, we're like, oh my God, I should have done that a long time ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because we really learn as we go. Yeah. And you, and go, like you could, you know, read books or take courses or whatever, mm-hmm. but you, like you said, you really don't learn until you're in it yeah. and kind of figure out your path in that business or in the podcast, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And make mistakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of them. Yep. I mean, I've made many. Yeah. I hope to make many more. Yeah. Because you always learn something from those mistakes. Always, yeah. always, always. So what um, So what led you to, to start your own business, speaking of that, and, and start The Doctor Whisperer? So I was with the pediatric practice for eight years, and I think I probably should have left after five. I want you to meet Kaylin from K-Coastal Designs. K-Coastal Designs is a local graphic design company that specializes in logos and branding. Kaylin will create custom designs ranging from logos and t-shirts to business cards and social media graphics and much, much more. She will also create custom mural art for your public and private wall spaces. For all your design needs, call Kaylin today at 727-771-3701 or email her at kcoastaldesigns at gmail.com. I really did love what I was doing. Uh, I was working 6.30 in the morning until 3 p.m. And then I got to leave and it felt like I still had the whole day ahead of me. it's a nice schedule. It was a nice schedule uh, because I'm an early bird. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. I'm up at 5 a.m. It was perfect for me. And I really, really loved um, the pediatric world. It's just beautiful because we're working with children, Mm -hmm. you know, And, and the children are never the problem. It's always the parents. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and the doctors are very humble and it was it was yeah. a great experience and I really loved it and um I always I wanted to grow cuz in New York I came from a 42 satellite I was used to just opening up offices yeah and they weren't interested we had two and I wanted them to open a night division and uh, they yeah. were like we don't need a night division <laughs> uh-huh. and I thought well we do because it seems we are sending all of our business out to a group here in the Palm Harbor area. Yeah, that has night, night. After hours. I was pediatrics, yeah. we love them. I've known them for many years. And so I just, I started looking to see how many people we were referring to them. And I was sick to my stomach. Oh, yeah. I could not believe it. So I told the 
doctors that I would take it on my own, that I would open the night division, I would hire the nurse practitioner, I would get the staff, I would work at night until everything was running. And I did a music video with the doctors to market it. Mm. And we did a parody to the Will I Am song, "We're Open Nights, We're Open Nights." Nice. <laughs> yeah, it sounds better when yeah. it's on a video, yeah. and it's not me singing <laughs> on this podcast. But it was a very creative idea, and I really knew at that moment that, not to sound completely egocentric, but I was just too creative to stay there. Mm-hmm. So that's why I left and opened my own, and I had, you know a group of ENTs had come um, at the request of one of the doctors I was working for to sit down and I had a conference room in my office because um, I, I built a suite so far away from everybody because yeah. <laughs> it, so, it was always so busy. But I had these ENTs come and ask me questions and they were writing everything I said down. Yeah, And it's so clear to me today that at that moment I was like, you really know something, huh, Sharon? Yeah, you might yeah, want to this. parlay this into this business you've been thinking about. So that's when I did it. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and I think it's it's really neat that you were able to to spend you know all those years like gaining that experience mm-hmm. and for you know doing it for somebody else. Yeah, that makes a huge difference. I learned from all the mistakes of others. Yeah, right. And, and I it, hired my own business coach when I opened my business. That yeah, was in the industry and. He was making $54 million a year. The business coach? The business coach. Wow. That's correct. Maybe and we should all be business coaches. Maybe we should. <laughs> well, not by being a business coach. Actually, he was in real estate and he was a business coach. Oh, awesome. In Dallas, Texas. Kevin, who's fantastic. But I knew I had to spend money before I opened my business. Mm-hmm to avoid all of the mistakes I was watching around me. I knew how to run businesses for other people, yeah. but I had never run one by myself. Yeah, yeah. I always had a finance manager and you know an HR rep and I had a billing department. So um, yeah, so I hired somebody to help. Yeah, all those pieces were in place yes, before. They were. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a totally different experience when you're doing it, doing yes. it yourself. So, so let's talk about your next business. Okay. 13th Ave Media. Yeah. Where did where did that one come from and and you know obviously yes. I guess you like opening up businesses so it's <laughs> <laughs> never really the goal. Well, um I lived on 13th Avenue in Indian Rocks Beach when I first moved here. Oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. And I was born on the 13th. <laughs> Crazy. So, uh 13 has been a great number for me and I I was referring all of this business out like website designers, social media companies, media companies for my doctors. Mm -hmm. And as you know, our reputation, our brand is very important. Mm -hmm. And I was referring out business and they weren't doing a great job. And I had already, you know, I did a YouTube video, remember, back at the pediatric practice before YouTube was was hot. Yeah. And I wish I had a stuck stuck in there with mm-hmm. it because maybe something like Gary Vee with, you with know? his wine library exactly, and stuff. Yeah. Exactly. So, and it was way before then, yeah. you know, and um, I really loved media. I've always loved social media. I love the opportunity of meeting people in other countries or other states. Yeah. So I've always had a passion for it. And I thought, well, I can do way better than these people that I'm referring the business out sure. are doing. Sure. 
So, and I have a passion. Like, it's super important that you enjoy whatever business you're going to do. Right. Like, I really enjoy doctors as much as everybody's like, I don't know how you do it. I love them. They are um, some of the most brilliant people I've ever met in my life are doctors with crazy, crazy great hobbies. And they run Ironmans and triathlons. Anyway, Mm -hmm. the media company was just a, a passion project. I never thought three years later that I'd still be doing it, quite honestly. I, I thought it was going to be like a little side hustle and it wouldn't yeah. grow. Yeah. But turns out, especially in the pandemic, I mean, it's really what not only brought my clients through, but brought me through because, you know, doctors, dentists were all having a very difficult time. Right. They and, had to shut down. Yeah. And, yeah. and they had to switch to telehealth. There was a lot oh, of yeah. things going on. So it, I'm very grateful to say that I have 13th Avenue Media. See, that number 13 is really, really good. Yeah, it's a special number. It is. Yeah. So, um, so you, so you handle social media or just media in general for, for, is it just for doctors or no. for anybody? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I only have, I only have one doctor client left. I've, I've worked with many doctors in the media side, but a lot of the times, like I want to teach everybody enough to be dangerous. So consulting has always been the thing I love the most. So I, I have a consulting arm. Okay. where I, I teach people how to do it themselves or do it better. We go and do um, events in corporate where if they have a, a social media team, okay. we help them with some of the latest. We try to encourage everybody like to go on TikTok and even though people don't want to. Yeah, yeah. Have you been on it yet? I've been on TikTok. I did not stay on TikTok. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. We'll talk later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but really, there's there's so many great things happening in the space of media that um, we consult. We do workshops. I mentioned before that I did a workshop for Amplify Clearwater before I got here, and we were talking about influencers. So yeah. I love people to have the knowledge. Like I don't even clients pay us, and we do their social media daily content. All of that, hashtagging, yeah. you name it, we're doing it. Not me personally, but the team. Yeah. And then, but I'm doing the strategy with them. So every client gets a strategy session every month because I don't think anybody should be doing social media if they don't have a strategy. Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, uh-huh. you're just posting pictures of your staff and nobody gives a crap, yeah, to be honest. Exactly. Well, maybe one or two people do. Let me not be mean. But you're not changing your business or, or, you know, adding value to people. Absolutely. And that is what it's all about. Educating people, adding value, not selling. Right. 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 You know that well. You're very good at that. So let's, and I've, and I've done that because of the, it's it's just a lot of research and, Mm -hmm. you know, following other people and seeing what they're doing and learning Mm -hmm. from them as well. So, so let's talk about that. And, and what are some common mistakes that you see? that the companies are doing or just, you know, the brands are doing as a mm-hmm. whole? Uh, well, I think that companies hire marketing people, marketing manager, a social media analyst, and a lot of people, especially in small businesses, well, they hire somebody that's young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like they're, well, we'll get somebody young that loves Snapchat. Yeah. You know, and the reality is that whoever is doing your social media really needs to understand business and strategy. Yeah. So you might be great at posting pictures, but if you don't have a strategy of how to grow organically or uh, understand that paid advertising is a whole other world. Mm-hmm. So there's so much to understand. Uh, we I didn't mention before that we also hire social media people for companies because imagine somebody oh, yeah. somebody trying to hire a social media company and or a person you. and they don't know how to use yeah, it themselves, yeah. <laughs> which is really like 
what I see That's daily. Common, right? yeah. Oh my lord. Yeah. I'm like, well, how can you judge if anything is good or bad if you don't know how to do it yourself? Yeah. I can't tell you how many people tell me that they hate social media. I hate social media. Well, I understand. You can hate it all you want to, but this is 2021 and this is the world we live in. Oh, and it's free. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless you're paying somebody to do right. it, you could actually do it yourself and have a great, great reach. But you really have to understand there's so many nuances within each platform that whoever you are bringing on to either do your content for you or do it within your office you really need to understand it. You don't mm -hmm. have to do it, mm -hmm. but you have to understand it. So you so you don't get screwed, people. Yeah. I think that's um, you know a good uh, um, point that you brought up about tying you know social media and business together mm -hmm. um, because they do both. They go they go hand in hand. Um, and if you if you don't understand like what the end goal is with social media or what you're trying to do with that platform, then then you're really just kind of wasting your time. Yes. Right? And I hear a lot of companies before we start working with them tell us how bad their last company was, but I already know that the person that I'm talking to doesn't understand social media. So my goal is to teach them. Yeah. And At least the basics. Just right? the basics. Yeah. I always I say the same thing. I'm going to teach you enough to be dangerous because I don't want anybody else taking advantage of you. Yeah. yeah. And I also don't want to be the kicking person while I'm down, while you've been, you know, screwed by everybody else. There's there's a lot to learn. But just like you, you probably had to spend a lot of time learning about podcasting, learning about yeah. social media. It's an investment of time. Yep. Yep. So um, are there any, uh, like, so speaking of, of kind of like, uh, I guess, just like tips or, or the basics of social media, what advice do you have for, for a business or somebody just to kind of get started or like what platform they should uh, focus on, that sort of stuff? Follow Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like really, I mean, you know, it's funny. I got an email, uh, one of those constant contacts, which, you know, everybody's reading none of them, yeah. by the way, um, if they're long, if they're short, maybe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I got an email and somebody used the $1.80 strategy. That's something that Gary Vaynerchuk. The um, dollar I don't think I've heard that. Yeah, one. it's really good. It's it's just a great way to think about doing social media. But they, they didn't give him credit. You know, and they made it like it was their own. Their idea. Yeah, so funny <laughs> to me and sad at the same time. But really, he's taught me so much. I was, you have to learn about it. You, there's free information everywhere. Yeah. Like, yeah. just go on YouTube, type in exactly what you want to know. How does one start a business page on Facebook? Yeah. Enter yeah. on Google or on YouTube. You know, are you a visual learner or do you learn better from blogs or reading? But just like everything else in life, you know, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Mm -hmm. So it's it's hard if you have no interest in it. Yeah. So if this is something that you really understand that you don't like or are not interested in, then don't do it. Hire somebody else to do it. But also there's all these great mediums. Look at what you're doing. Mm -hmm. It can just be an audible podcast. Some people don't want to do videos or maybe they're not great at Canva. Right. And they don't know how to create a graphic. To this day, I don't know how to use Canva. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm not embarrassed to say that. I'm yeah. sure I could figure it out, but I don't need to. Right. So I really think that there's, you have to invest time in learning. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, yeah. That's and there's anything. no excuse anymore. Really, I yeah. feel very seriously <laughs> about this. Like, if you don't know how to do something, just Google it. Yeah. I mean, the information is, <laughs> is right there. there. There's so much. Yeah. So much. Yeah. Go to the one that has the most views versus the one that has like yeah. three. Yeah. Start with that one first. Right. <laughs> 
So, um, so you're also an author. You've yes. written a book. Um, tell us about the book. So the, it's the broken road to mental health. So this is something you're, you're passionate about as well. Yes. Um, tell me, uh, I guess a little bit about the book and kind of what it's about, where it came from. Yeah. So the end of that title is in life and in business because I, well, I'm 27 years sober, God willing, August 11th. Thank you. Um, my mother's birthday was the day I had my last drink. I was 21 years old. And I never spoke about it publicly. I mean, I, I run businesses here in Tampa Bay, and I'm working with doctors. I wasn't walking around saying, hey, I smoked crack, doc, yeah. you know, because they would like give me the keys to their office. So right. it wasn't a great, you know, introduction conversation. But what I observed was um, so many people that were not a part of the recovery program that I'm a part of, I'm in a 12-step program, have been for many, many years now. There's so much help out there and so many people in business are suffering either themselves or they have a son or a daughter or a mother or a father and they're lost. And you in business, it's very personal. You get to spend a lot of time with people. And, you know, if you want to know why the boss is coming in every day and lashing out at everybody, there's probably something going on personally. Yeah. And, um, and I'm working with these physicians and I know what it's like inside. And I know that some people in the mental health industry aren't great at what they're doing because they have their own issues. Anyway, I could go on. Mm -hmm. But to summarize, mm -hmm. I, I have a lot of great friends that have really, really big jobs. A lot of lawyers, a lot of presidents of banks, a lot of CEOs. And I, I got to know them and we would ultimately end up talking about somebody's depression, addiction, suicide, or whatever the case mm -hmm. was. So I decided on my 25th sober anniversary, just like I decided not to open a business until I was 20 years in business, yeah. that I might know a thing or two, I decided to write this book. And of course, everybody was shocked because nobody, nobody knew. Yeah. They only knew, they didn't, you know, I was 10 years sober when I moved here. I've been here 17 years. Yeah. Even my husband never saw me with a drink. My stepson has never known me to ever drink or drug or I'm like a nerd. Yeah. So what are you talking about? And my story's pretty, you know, I blacked out at 19 and moved to Detroit, Michigan and stayed there till I was 21. Wow. So it was really bad. So I have a great perspective of like life and business from somebody who's been through a lot of bad and now lives a life of, of really good Yeah. And, and nerdy and I like it like that. I like going to bed at 10 p.m. and right. wake up at five and working out and all that good stuff. But it wasn't always that way. And I just felt like, there are more people I could help. Ultimately, sure. everything that I do in business and in my life is to help somebody else. So why not share with others what helped me? Mm -hmm. And then at the end of every chapter, there's a business tip, of course. Nice. And a business Time life parallel. Yeah. I have to. I love business. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so it's really just kind of your experience mm -hmm. um, with, with your battles and kind of what you overcame yeah. in, in your life. It's pretty incredible at such a young age that you that you overcame that. Yeah, you know? I was very lucky. Not yeah. everybody gets that. As a matter Absolutely. of fact, uh, yeah. a few weeks ago, I heard of a, a girl that I got sober with that um, that overdosed. Mm. So it it happens more often than not. I mm -hmm. mean, we just saw what happened with our wonderful Olympic Olympic athlete that yeah. took a pause for mental health. I think it's great that more people are talking about Absolutely. it. You know, Simone is certainly um, a great influence to so many people that struggle. It's not the homeless person. You know, I right. grew right. I grew up in a, I went to private school. I grew up in Long Island, New York. You know, I have my parents are still married. They're fifty two years married. You know, it was like leave it to Cleaver 
Leave it to Cleaver? No. Leave it to Beaver? I shouldn't even quote those things. I never watched it. (laughs) It was pretty homely. But um, yeah, so I want to change the the narrative about what somebody might think that somebody looks like as an alcoholic or a drug Mm -hmm. addict or somebody that was depressed. Mm -hmm. And talking about it in business is a wonderful platform. We can help more people if we're talking about it. Um, And the only way to normalize mental health is to actually talk about talk it. about it so and thank I, you for allowing me to talk about it yeah of course i think it's a, an important topic and i think like you like you said before like business is hard mm-hmm. and because of that you have a lot of people a lot of business owners that you know it's 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 a challenge right it is and um it's you know it's always mentally it's tough to show up every day when you're you know giving out so much sometimes and um, you just got to circle back. You got to take care of yourself too at the end of the day, right? That's like so that's true. the important part. Yes. But it's hard to do that uh, as well. So it's, um, it's, uh, it, it makes sense like why there's so many mental health, you know, uh, struggles. Yeah. Battles. And look at what we all went through in this globe together. Right, right. You know, and I got to record the audible version of the book, um, in October of last cool. year and add a little bit about the pandemic and what was currently happening. I mean, look at what we've been yeah. through. With it's Black crazy. Lives Matter and the political mm-hmm. unrest and, oh my goodness, and we're still going through it. Right, right. <laughs> it's, yeah, we're almost, I, will, I feel like we'll be, we'll be two years in yeah. before we know it. I know. <laughs> right? Right. But crazy. at least we're talking about it. Like yeah. there, a time where nobody would ever even have this conversation mm-hmm. on a business podcast. Mm-hmm. But really like business and life are so, there's such a parallel. Yeah. So... We can help somebody else, letting them know that it gets better. There's things that we can do, um, and there's others that we can help. So, mm-hmm. you know, that cheesy thing about we're all in this together is actually true. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, it absolutely is. So, um, well, I, I feel like we could keep going on and on. There's a, there's a ton I could talk to you about and, and more. I could, you're a podcast host as well. We mentioned that, but but we didn't get to that. Maybe the next time. We'll Maybe. We you. realize that your attention span out there is very small. Yeah, we yeah. get 30 that. minutes. So we got to keep it. We got to <laughs> yes. keep it short. So um, so thank you for joining thank us you. today. Where can people get a hold of you, find you? Anywhere. Sharon Feckety <laughs> on Google. Literally, there's too much information out there. But at 13th Avenue Media, at the Dr. Whisperer, at the Broken Road to Mental Health, you will find me. There you go. Go check her out. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. So I really hope you enjoyed that conversation today. Be sure to hit that follow button for Palm Harbor Local on your favorite podcast platform and download the episode as you listen in. To learn more about the life in Palm Harbor area, then follow me on Instagram. It's at Donnie.Hathaway. Let's have a great week and we'll talk to you soon. Mm